Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading Matthew 9, verse 18 through 26. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died. Come and put your hand on her, though, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. And after the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand. And she got up. News of this spread throughout all that region. Our story starts with that phrase, while he was still speaking, which of course should alert us that this episode is connected to the previous one, right? While he was still speaking, well, what had he been saying? Well, he had just been talking about new wine poured into new wineskins. And that if you pour new wine, if you bring in a new teaching and pour it into old structures of living, that you're going to ruin everything. Jesus is bringing new wine. He's bringing grace and friendship with God just as you are through him. And the new wineskins are that it does not come through religious actions, but it comes through getting up and following him. It comes through changing fundamentally your, your view about God, your view about yourself, and entering as you are into relationship with him. As he's saying this, we're told a leader of the synagogue comes, which is interesting because even though in the previous episode he was debating the religious, here we see someone from this religious group who is willing to fundamentally alter their wineskins. So he comes, he gets up, he comes to Jesus and says, my daughter is dead, just died, but if you come, and put your hand on her, she will live. Well, Jesus gets up and goes, because that's what he does. But then, something really interesting happens. There's an interruption in the story. As Jesus is going with the leader of the synagogue, there's a woman who is there, who has been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now, I think that what this does, in addition to many other things, it's, it sort of provides a stand-in for the other extreme of, of this poll. So the fact that she's, oh, she's a woman that's been bleeding for 12 years means that she is perpetually unclean. She's never able to be ritually clean in the Jewish religious structure. That it's 12 years also symbolizes the people of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And she constantly says, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. But the the word is actually not healed. It's sozo, which means saved. So she's saying, if I only touch his cloak, I will be saved. And Jesus turned and said to her, your faith has saved you. And the woman was saved at that time. 
moment. So there's this really fascinating uh, dichotomy between the leader of the synagogue who's coming to Jesus, who's adopting new wineskins to enter in relationship, and this woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, who's perpetually unclean on the other end of the pole from the leader of the synagogue. And she's kind of a stand-in for all of Israel. Well, then we pick up the original action. And Jesus says, look, the girl's not dead. She's sleeping. And she, too, is saved. Jesus is demonstrating precisely what what he has just been teaching. That he's brought new wine himself. Salvation by grace. And it's coming in new wineskins, nearness to Jesus, intimacy, relationship with him. And not just that, not that, not just that he's the new wine, but also Jesus is willing to be interrupted from serving a leader of the synagogue to serve a perpetually unclean woman, which is an example of these new wineskins. The new wine is himself and grace by God. The new wineskins is that you don't achieve that through, um, through a ritual cleanliness of the law. You don't achieve that through being more or less religious. No one is more or less important than anyone else in this new wine. All are in need of salvation and all who ask of it shall get it. I still remember, and I think I've told this story before. I remember in high school, this lesson became real to me. I had some friends, and um, I remember one time we were in youth service, and we were worshiping, and I really felt the nearness of God and felt deeply loved, and I was overcome. But then I I sort of was looking around, and I saw my friends, a couple of my friends, and this goes to show you how good of a friend I was, but we all do this, so I'm not even ashamed. And they were also experiencing the grace of God, and in my heart, I got angry. I mean, it wasn't like deep anger, but it was definitely like, whoa, 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 God, I mean, what, what is this? I, I know these friends. I know the wineskins of their life. I know how they live and conduct themselves in high school. And I'm certainly attempting to, to be devoted to you more. Uh, definitely better than they are. But Jesus was saying, look, Here's the new wine. My grace is for everyone as they are, whoever wants it, whoever asks for it. So whether it's the leader of the synagogue coming up who feels that, um, that they've been doing all the right things, but they've come to me and they said, will you save my daughter? I will. Or whether it's someone who's been perpetually unclean or living in such a way that would not lend itself to receiving my grace or to being accepted by me. But they too, in that moment, say, will you save me? I will. See, my own sense of being first, of I should be first in this because my religious devotion is stronger, is no condition for his grace. And nor will it prevent him from being interrupted by another person seemingly less worthy who comes also to call. For the reality is there's also people who are far more worthy than me in that moment. And that's the point. 
the new wineskins. In this story, Jesus is demonstrating one form of these new wineskins by saying, the grace of God will be interrupted by whoever asks for it. And right there in that moment, regardless of whether people think they are deserving or undeserving of it, they will get it because God is gracious and Jesus is here. So the question is, does the new wine of Jesus's grace shape the wineskins of your life? And how so? Lord, give us vision for um, what it means for your new wine of unconditional acceptance through a relationship with Jesus, through a relationship with you. How would that change the way we live, the way we talk with people, the way we um, relate with others or don't relate with others, the way we expect you to be present or not present in spaces? Show us the wineskins that we've, that we've encircled this grace in and whether things need to change in them or not. Do it because you love us and you're for us and you love this world and you're for this world. It's in your name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.